This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. My high school I What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, uh, the show where we have a guest on to uh, kind of travel back in time and listen to the uh, music that really meant a lot to them in their uh, formative high school days, uh, and we try to uh, kind of piece it all together. Why was it great? Maybe it's not so great anymore. Maybe it's even better now. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Um the bell has rung. Get to class. <laughs> I am your host, Jay Howell. I still don't know what to say at the beginning of these uh, podcasts. They're progressively getting better, and this might be released out of order, but I think I think you're getting I'm better. I'm going to find it. You'll get there. I'll, I'll get there one day. Yeah. Is the bell has rung, get to class, is that the only well, holdover? Uh, the I'm, last one was, what, class is in session. Yeah. And I, the, don't, it, I, almost, I don't like it, though. That was yeah. the one I, I – well, it was the first time you really tried a, a tagline, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I was, I feel I was like hoping I, to hear something like that. Again. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I should probably give more thought to it than right before I start the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say that if this has anything to do with going to class or bells ringing, I'm already out. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it to be about high school because nobody wants to just talk about. No, we'll the just call ins it and outs my of... blank iPod from yeah. now on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. Uh, I, I'm your host, Jay Howell. I'm here uh, with my co-host slash producer, Slash friend who I'm normally sitting right next to, but now we're doing we're all across the up. table, oh, so weird. and it's a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Joma, hey buddy, how's it going? Good man, how are you? I'm good. good. I'm. Are you worried that like? Okay, so for the listener, where we've done every episode in Muhammad's uh, kitchen. Yeah, this is the first one not in in Studio de Joma. Right. Uh, our our lovely guest invited us into her home today, so we're actually doing it here. But I'm worried, like, what if this is good? Like, what if we? <laughs> what if this is way better? So far, we have not been very good at hosting. What if we kill it this episode, <laughs> and then we're always just gonna have to be like, "Hey, can we come do a podcast <laughs> in your basement?" I feel like we're gonna be intruding. Um, so we're just gonna keep up. We're gonna strive for mediocre. Yeah. Well, Jay, well why would the basement be the thing that makes it good? What if it's me know. as a guest? <laughs> I well, doubt that. No. <laughs> don't get crazy, Rudy. <laughs> we, we've done enough yeah, of these. Coming at this in point. before she's introduced. <laughs> yeah. <and> she's just, <laughs> it's already better than. Most. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Ever w- welcome everybody to Rudy Turner's uh, <laughs> high school iPod. Today my guests are Jay and Muhammad. Thanks for hey. having us, Rudy. <laughs> People are gonna love this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay, Jay, you, you, this is your first time recording in this basement. I've recorded here before. Oh. Yeah, Muhammad got uh, executed in this basement. Yeah, we what? talked about my death on yeah. an episode oh, of okay. uh, Let's Make a Podcast. Yeah, right. so we're in the basement of Fort Turner. Yeah, Fort that's Turner. right, Fort Turner. That's a name in progress, but I, I think I like it. Yeah, I got eight by cats. <laughs> yeah, I'm into. I like things a little medieval. So I dig it. 
the guillotine in the corner is. Do you want to officially uh, introduce our guest? Sure. <laughs> so she, we've been talking with her. Well, yeah, so like episodes her. in the past, like Muhammad will get off on some tangent. That's and, true. And in the last one, our guest was just like looking at his phone. It was like, we got to introduce the guest. <laughs> <laughs> He's losing interest. <laughs> so our, uh, our guest today uh, is, uh, has been a friend of mine for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, known her for, for many a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super excited to have you on. I'm super excited to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, Rudy Turner. Hello, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that fanfare. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we were high school friends. We were. Well, actually, I let me go out on a limb here and say I knew both of you guys in high school, but I never would say that we were, like, friends. We've discussed yeah. this because we've, we've become better friends over the last, like, couple of years. Oh, yeah. you we've, we've reached new heights of friendship <laughs> over the past few years. Absolutely. But Which, I don't think I knew you nearly as well then. <laughs> we were, I'd say we were like friends of friends. So yes. we would like, we knew each other and we would, you know, our, our paths would, would cross and, and, and whatnot. But well, yeah, we had that, a mutual best friend. Guys, let me tell you, this is news to me. Yeah. I thought you guys were friends in high school. I mean, we knew each other, but... I was friends with Jay and I knew you, Rudy, but yeah. I, I, I guess because you guys were hanging out after high school, yeah. pretty, pretty quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I think I just last last couple of years, especially. Like, yeah, gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very elusive in high school, <laughs> uh, which means I dropped out of high school and I didn't go to school very often. <laughs> elusive uh, sounds cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool way to say that uh, I was like, uh, you know, very checked out in high school. But uh, Mitchell Hardage uh, has been one of my best friends for my whole life. Yeah. So. Uh, he's kind of a tie there. I think that you guys always had a good friendship and um, maybe it threatened my friendship with him. No, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think honestly, part of it is that maybe we didn't really, we didn't really listen to the same music. I think that there was kind of a cultural difference. I think so. Um, And, and you know, like I feel like Muhammad, Muhammad, you're very like, you guys were both very like into school. Jay, you did the like morning announcements and you did like theater. I did. You guys were like a part of the system. And I just was like not having it. Yeah. That. It's not that I was like railing against it. It's just right. that like I could not possibly care about high school less. Yeah. It's a good uh, way to be. I, I oh, regret. No. I, I regret caring so much. I wish I cared less. <laughs> I yeah. I I did the announcements thing because it was like the one class that I was paid attention in. Yeah. And then they were like, "What do you want to do for the announcements?" I was like, "I want to be." on the announcer i want to be the guy in front of the camera yeah but yeah any anything else look at me now now i'm this might be a surprise to both of you but i enjoy being the center of attention so (laughs) that that was uh a big i i do in my senior year of high school i really got to that point of being like this is all pointless and fucked up and who cares which was nice actually it was a very relaxing way to live and more high schoolers should live that way to be honest because uh it doesn't matter, and it is bullshit. And the sooner you figure that out, like the better. But uh, yeah. but uh, you know, I I loved theater, and I I loved uh, I found out pretty early that if I played nice, high school would let me do kind of what I wanted, and I did a lot of mm. a lot of what I wanted in high school, and it was a lot of fun. But it did make me feel a little uh, uh, douchey when I look back on it. I'm always like, ah. That was, I was like really into it. <laughs> oh, I, 
I mean, I regret like not engaging more with high school. I think I definitely like my music taste and all of these things kind of tie into this central idea I kind of had where I was at a very young age, very like jaded. I mm. kind of was faced with the reality that adults are just people and they're super flawed, just like everyone else. Right. And I thought, well, how do they know more than anything, you know, anyone else? Like I didn't have like a problem with authority. Like I was always really polite and nice. And so I could kind of just like skirt by mm -hmm. without anyone ever noticing that I was doing any, <laughs> like not showing up to school all the time. Um, I was just like really very much like a, a free and on my own too. Cause like, you know, my parents got divorced. I'm like the way baby of my family mm -hmm. and my mom just worked all the time. So I just pretty much got to do whatever I wanted. And that typically just meant like, uh, smoking cigarettes and listening to coffee or <laughs> listening to coffee, drinking coffee and, uh, listening to music in my car. So, um, sounds like the, yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. Like I, I got that. Yeah, I got to that. Honestly, though, that's what I'm saying. Like I have the rest of my life to do that. <laughs> I know. I, and by the way, I, I sometimes I feel uncool talking about this stuff even because like, I still think that's cool. <laughs> I like, mm, I look back at cool. what yeah. I was like a was senior cool. in high school. I started <laughs> acting that way a little bit more. And I started like going to Atlanta and watching art films at landmark. And I'm mm. like, man, that was cool. And I spent three years in high school, like thinking like being cool was like, you know, making everybody like me and being funny and shit. And then I was like, nah, it's cool to smoke cigarettes and listen to coffee. Yeah, I love listening to the coffee. Uh, but I mean it. If like, there was a band named Coffee, I probably would have listened to it. Fuck yeah. There probably is. I mean, I'm sure there is. Um, I'm just picturing you guys both smoking cigarettes and like having your ear to a coffee mug. <laughs> so just cool. listening to the sound of it being brewed. I worked. Um, That's a great sound. I, worked, I shot uh, high school football for a season for WSB. And I used to go to these uh, football games. That's a local affiliate in Atlanta. And I used to go to these football games, these high school football games. And sometimes I'd see like a group of high school kids like smoking cigarettes in like the parking lot and like looking at the sky and talking to each other. And I was always, I always thought like, oh, they're fucking cool. That looks cool. Yeah. Those kids are <laughs> going to be all right. Yeah. But likely. I like, I, I quit smoking and I would look at them and be like, fuck, that looks cool. I want a <laughs> cigarette and I want to sit on the roof of a car and. Yeah, I will probably always think that smoking looks and is cool. It is cool. It's how I got this deep, <laughs> sultry voice. It, it sucks. I started smoking when I was 15. Right. It sucks because it's super unhealthy and it will kill you. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's cool because it's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it I looks mean, cool and it feels good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't smoke, that, everybody. <laughs> it's the reason that like every cool character in any movie or TV show is probably smoking. Right. Like, yeah. Well, it's I just had that. Associated. Well, I had that very like goth sensibility um uh, in my mind where i was like you know I'm, i'll hasten my death like who what's, what's <laughs> right. the point of living yeah, anyways? Right. totally um so uh yeah i i was i think i was pretty obsessed with the idea of cool but like not seeming like i was trying to be cool until i was about like 25 and that was like the first time that i really kind of started to like acknowledge more of the part of myself that like is just like silly and wants to have a good time. And like, it's okay if w everything I do is not like the most interesting <laughs> and art 
you know, if there's not meaning behind everything, mm-hmm. like, it's okay for things to just be like dumb and fun. I think, I think, the, and like unironic. Yeah. yeah. I think being in high school is so much about cultivating a personality and, and showing that off and feeling like you have to stick to that and, and be that person, you know? Oh, yes. And um, I think it, when you kind of start figuring out, like, oh, I just am who I am, and sometimes those things don't really line up with this person that I present Mm -hmm. like that's that's a I mean that's what you do when you grow up but like that's such a lesson to be learned as a child yeah well like making lists of bands I liked was like such a a thing like it was something I spent so much time thinking about yeah constantly and I would be like look at how I've evolved in between the last time I made a list of bands I like for my life journal uh because (laughs) like it I, I felt like it said something about me and it would show like my range as a person. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, I always would like point to the fact that I'm like, I like everything from Prince to anal cunt. Like I, I represent multitudes. Like I listen to Patsy Cline. Like I, you know, I would like felt like it was really edgy to like, like all these disparate things and to like, tell the world that I liked all of these things. Uh, it, and it's like, I look back on it and I'm like, it's so douchey. Yeah. I look back at myself in high school and it's so douchey. Like I, that's why I was like, I was scared to do this episode and almost like, especially with you guys, because I remember kind of why I wasn't friends with you guys in high school. And it's like partially because I was an elitist, like self-serious, like, depressed asshole and (laughs) i listened to a lot of music that reflected that (laughs) yeah i had a i i definitely had like the elitist mindset of like i wore i would wear like a band t-shirt that i liked because i was like i want people to know that i like this band but at the same time i was like I want them to not know what this band is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, they, if like somebody came up with like, I like further seems forever too. I'd be like, Oh man, like I don't like it when other people like the bands that I like, except for like my friends or whatever. But like right. you didn't want everybody. You didn't want to like the most popular band. That's yeah. like where, where I was coming. So I was like, why was I wearing those but band? It, t-shirts? It's just so much again about like, you don't want to. You don't want that to label you as being something that you don't think of yourself as. Mm-hmm. Like if I like, uh, um, you know, t- Weezer or something. Oh, that's gonna put me in this group of this thing that I don't feel like I am. So yes. I don't like Weezer. You know, I, I hated anything that would like be a label. Because right. yeah, I would never like my. You know, it was like of the time of like emo, and my sisters who are way older than me would be like, mm, "You're emo," and I'm like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like obviously I was a very dark and emotional person, but I was like, I don't listen to emo. Like that's that's lame shit. No, uh, but you know, just but that like that also the like labeling of things is like something I think only young people really like obsessively do. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. probably because your brain is still forming and growing right. when you're in high school. <laughs> totally, you're still trying to categorize everything. And- yeah, like you're literally don't have like a fully developed brain in high school and you're like experiencing like emotions and hormones and all of yeah. these things for the first time. So mm-hmm. like when you're in high school like you're just a mess. Right. At least I was. Like but that that's part of it too is like we we I get cringy when I think about myself in high school mm-hmm. too, but then like even when I look at kids in high school now you're you're so forgiving of them because you're just like, oh they're just stupid. Like kids yeah. are yeah, just they dumb. Just don't, they don't yeah. know any better yet. Yeah, like their you, brains aren't formed like yeah. you were saying. I think until you're you're not like actually like the person you are until you're like 27 years old. Right. 
which is maybe that also sounds really douchey and elitist, but um, I was like obsessed with the idea of being older and like being a grown up. I just wanted to like get done with high school. Like people are like, Oh God, if I could go back, I'd be like, hell no, never, (laughs) never in a million years would I want to be like 15, 16, 17 again. Well, especially like as soon as you or one of your friends got a car, you're like, fucking grown ass yeah. grown ass person now <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I don't need my parents for, uh, aside from living at their house like I don't need them for rides anymore like right, I'm a yeah. grown up yeah that, on my birthday that was like the yeah. most important thing 15 when I got my license like I did my permit in Blue Ridge Georgia and I drove all the way home because I'd already been driving since <laughs> I was 13 my dad taught me how to drive what? my dad had my dad taught me how to drive in a Mitsubishi Fuso, which is like a box truck. Oh uh, my that, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. My whole, yeah, like I've got a really weird, my parents have really uh, like um, weird limits about uh, kids. I think that they're like not very interested in kids and they were definitely like done being parents to children by the time I came along. <laughs> Cause like my oldest sister, like my dad's oldest daughter is 17 years older than me. Oh. And my closest sibling in age is six years older than me. So like yeah. all of my family was like all done with my kid shit by right. the time I was 10 years old. Totally. Like, like all my siblings are out of the house. Right. Out. Yeah. They're just like, fine. yeah. Like my sister was uh, like went to college and when I was like in middle school like her and her friends would like have parties like have slumber parties for me and i would like they'd just be like getting drunk and like watching me like i would be like i'm gonna dance and like do you guys want to see this dance i came up with to this backstreet boy song uh (laughs) like or like i'm gonna sing and perform and i'm just like oh my god you guys are so cool because you hang out with me and like i had like and that was my experience was like hanging out with my sister's older friends yeah and them thinking i was cool so i was like i'm definitely cool and that's probably why you all felt over high school by the time you were in in high school oh yeah because you hung out with older people all the time yeah. yeah i was and i was ready for that part of my life to be over like i mean part of it like not to get too serious was just that like um you know had really really difficult family life um in between like middle middle and high school and like i just i used to just always think about the moment that i would get to leave like yeah. the moment that I didn't have to live in powder springs and i didn't have to deal with my parents I love my parents. I really doubt they're listening to this but, <laughs> and this would break my mother's heart. But like, it was really, really chaotic and, and like difficult. And I was also alone a lot. So it was just like, I was just like ready to go start my life. And like, and I was ready. Cause I always also associated being an adult with just being like, fuck everybody and everything. I'm getting out of here. Right. And you don't, you could, you could leave your whole life behind if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I always thought I would do that. And I'm surprised that I in no way did. When you were like, I'm going to get out of here. Was your plan? Like, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Or you were like, yeah, I just want to get out of where I am now. Um, yeah, I was like, I was going to go to Atlanta first cause it was the easiest thing to do. And so when I, as soon as I turned 18, I got a job at tower records, um, like a temporary job. And, um, you had to be 18 to work there. And so I was like, right in there i like the weekend i turned 18 i moved into my sister's apartment i slept on her couch in buckhead and i like rode my bike to tower and it was like a temp job but i like worked really 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 hard so Mm -hmm. that i could uh, and then they put me on full like full-time staff and so i like got my own apartment i lived by myself my mom helped me with rent for my first apartment but it was still like super cheap Mm -hmm. um but i only made six dollars and 15 cents an hour at tower wow um which is 
insane. Yeah. Um, it's insane to think that there were other like adults who didn't have uh, anybody helping them who worked there and were not right. everybody. I now realize that everyone I worked with at tower was like living in poverty, um, <laughs> but it was a really fun job. But yeah. yeah, like I, like the minute I turned 18, I was like, all right, cool. Peace out, bye. I love my mom. I loved my mom. The day I moved out, I've always had like a really great relationship with my mom. It's just like, it was a, t- like a very chaotic time. Uh, just like, I don't know, I could go way into it, but this isn't, you know, uh, my depression story, uh, but it is a tie into like music though. I was going to say, well, let's liked really. Yeah. So music. Yeah. I was going to say like, like you were saying, you, you weren't, uh, I guess you, you weren't like this, like fuck grownups kind of thing, but it, it sounds like you, you like with your kind of independent kind of spirit, do you think you music influenced you or do you think you sought out music that kind of uh went along with that feeling that you were already having i think both so um my i already like came from a family of people who had who liked music like Mm -hmm. my parents both had really weird like very oddly specific taste in music um like my mom's really into like um jazz like like um like smooth jazz, um, like uh, Joe Carmel and Bob James and the Rippingtons and um, like Steely Dan and Earth, Wind and & Fire. And she liked that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And then my dad's really into like 50s and 60s pop. Like he thinks that like the like Beatles when they went into their like drug phase. And so he calls it their music <laughs> stopped being good. Uh, oh, no. so that's dad, amazing. Yeah. So like my dad has this, they, they both, but they love music. Like music was yeah. always a big part. My parents used to, um, we had these like giant speakers and we lived in a house that was like in the middle of the woods. So they would watch the DVD of Yanni live at the Acropolis and they would open up all the windows and they would listen to it so loud. That, like you could hear it from like, you, like if you were like a mile away, you probably could have heard it. Um, so like, and then my sisters were like, cool. They would like listen to music. My oldest sister, Amy, like listen, kind of alternative music. She like been folds. She introduced me to like Fiona Apple. Um, both my sisters listen to Weezer and then my, uh, my middle sister, Whitney really liked rap. And so like, she really, she introduced me to like Tupac and Outkast. Like those are where my, kind of my two favorites I, still to this day are. Um, and so like, I listened to music with them a lot. And so I kind of already had these informed opinions, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also like obsessed with anything I'm into. So I want to like learn the most about it and I want to experience the most. So I would like loved going to concerts. I loved reading up about music and like trying to find out more. Like I loved getting like whatever, you know, spin Rolling Stone magazines, reading about those, like trying to find out about other bands that sound like something I would like. Right. Um, and then like listening to the radio, like I loved listening to 99X, but I also would listen to like Rick D's and the weekly top 40. I would listen to, um like the oldies station like i just listen to music constantly this this is younger this is pre-high school or is this this is like elementary to middle school like i've been obsessed with music like my whole life like in in elementary school i would like i had a like a tape player in my room i would get tapes um uh i would also really like to like sing and like and like kind of perform and stuff and like um for my sisters, like not like in a way that I wanted to go do it, like on a stage, but I like for my family. Cause it's like fun. I can right. be silly. So, and they always make fun of the fact that when I was a kid, I used to sing, um, bat dance 
by Prince. <laughs> and I couldn't say V, so I would say Bicky Bale, Bicky Bale. <laughs> um, and then I also would sing um, I Want Your Sex by NXS and make everybody really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, I really like Garth Brooks. My parents had like all, a bunch of Garth Brooks CDs. And like, I was like left in the car a lot uh, as a kid. Cause like my. It, it used to be not really frowned upon to leave yeah, kids in I cars. Yeah, I mean, I was like, literally most of, like, probably why I like music is I was left in the car. Because, like, yeah. my, my parents owned a porta potty company, and um, they just worked 24 hours a day. Like, it was, like, always, like, and, and if they had to work at night, like, sometimes I would have to, like, be in the truck with my parents, like, going to make a delivery mm. downtown in the middle of the night. Um, and like all, so there's like all these weird circumstances of me just like being in my mom's, like, you know, whatever Jeep. And, uh, like I would stand on the console and like listen with the sunroof open and like listen to music really loud and like sing along to it. And, um, my parents were busy and working and they're just like, whatever, you're entertaining yourself. Um, and I like, I wasn't allowed to be bored or they would make me do work. Like, and it was like never child appropriate work. It would be like really unfun things. Like. I've cleaned a porta potty in my life. Oh, That's no. not a fun thing to do, but I've done it. Um, How did they decide if you were bored or not? They just like if I said the word bored. Oh uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a death sentence. Yeah, like job. there are some like no go words in my family, and bored is one of them. Um, that actually makes a lot. Did of you sense. get that? Um, bored, bored, boring people are bored. That's what I got. If you're bored, then you're boring. Yeah, boring From, people uh, are bored. Uh, that flagpole setup, really yeah. love that song. Harvey that Oh yeah, I like that Actually, album. Actually, that album, I love that album. Great. Carlotta okay. Valdez. So let's, that's a okay. great song. That's a good place let's to start if we're it. listening to it because I remember hearing that song and making my mom buy me that CD and being really into that album. I yeah, the only think I've ever heard flagpole sitter really? i love flagpole sitter but I it's never a good album it. it's a like a w. great album it's, though, yeah, I just songs really that never that. got big <laughs> but yeah i don't remember the name of the album um par no uh paranoid schizophrenic something like that that uh, can't be right paranoia yeah, something par yeah that was a lyric but yeah it was a, a oh, lyric paranoia paranoia yeah maybe that's what everybody's I'm coming to get me um so, but yeah, like, I mean, and I, and I think this came out, whatever, I was young when this came out, but I remember like getting really into it. Yeah. Cause I really like the idea of like developing my own personality. I would definitely, my parents were also like making money. So they would let me buy CDs yeah. and like we would go and they also like didn't care if something was like restricted. So like mm. I loved buying CDs and I would get stuff all the time. Like, and, um, uh, actually, uh, for the listeners, if you're not seeing a video of this, um, you'll see that there's like a bunch of miscellaneous piles of camera. CDs in front of me. Rudy has a stack of um, CDs. I have a stack of CDs here. And, on one of those um, like CD ring things, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so it's on. And, and this is the last vestige of like physical music I have. Um, I actually just moved. We just moved into Fort Turner and I got rid of all of my CDs. And I had... Yeah. I probably because from working at Tower especially I had probably like a thousand CDs and I had the cases yeah. and the liner notes and everything and I had like a real moment you had all the Kate the jewel boxes yeah well, oh I, my well God. what I would do is I would take them out of the I would I would keep the cases and and then um but I would take the liner notes and the CD and I would put, put, it, them, put in them in the, in the thing and I, I would that, obsessively yeah. file them and I had yeah. like I had like three three hundred like thing like books of cds and yeah. i would take them with me everywhere my parents it would drive them insane because like one time we went on a flight and they were like well you need to like you if you want to take music and i was like well i'm gonna take i was like 
they're like you can only take like one of like whatever like a 50 cd book and i was yeah. like well wh- how am i gonna what am <laughs> i gonna do this with is the struggles 50, of 50 of, cds uh, like, of uh hard media yeah well, that's, yep, that's why i um like i got I've had a subscription to Spotify since the minute yeah. it was available in the United States. I found out about Spotify through Morrissey because Morrissey had play. He would make playlists on Spotify because it was originally in Europe. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. So that album is called where have all the merrymakers. Ah, gone? where have all the merrymakers. Um, <laughs> okay. And I remember, I remember really liking this. I'm glad you brought this up. This is fun. Okay. So uh, I think this is going to work. Um, yeah. I got the volume control here. So, uh, so do you, let's just listen to the single, right? Sure. Totally. We'll do a little, Got a nice Such a good song. It has over 29 million plays, and the next one has 1 million. <laughs> 1 million 250,000. This was in The Faculty, that Robert Rodriguez movie. Oh, yeah. Soundtracks is always a good way to find yeah. out about songs I like. The Faculty is a fucking awesome movie that people forget. John Stewart's movie? No, it's. Maybe. He is. <laughs> is he? <laughs> He's a teacher. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yeah. The, uh, the aliens take over, like, teacher bodies. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's good. I really love this chorus. And it's like, it, it falls into a category of, of it's just very me. This is like right in what I like. It's poppy, it's good, it's catchy, and it's like kind of, um, I really like unique vocals. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Unique vocalists. And I love a harmony. So this yeah. is like a very consistent type of music that like, I still like this. Yeah. It, this is pretty well, yeah, middle it's, of the... It's got the like bop-bahs and the chorus yeah. that are very just like classic yeah. pop. Right. Like, yeah. Kind of like radio. But kind of angry sounding. Like I, I kind of lean towards that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like things that were a little bit more like loud at least yeah yeah but yeah catchy you yeah. know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and I so it's like kind of just alternative enough but also you like talking about that classic where it's like um that influence of my dad where like my dad really liked like 50s and 60s pop right. and like i would listen to that a lot and like i love to like listen to like oldies but i still like i still listen to that kind of music and it's yeah. like nostalgia but some of it's really good but i think it influenced kind of like what i was into a lyric in that song uh that dates it very nicely is in the bridge. He says, I want to publish zines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, perfect. Man, yeah. <laughs> and what? Rage Against Machines. Yeah. And Rage oh, Against yeah. Machines. Um, I, Rage Against the Machine is like a band that like I like pretended to like so that people thought I was cool, but totally. like, I actually didn't really like. I kind of had uh, that with that band too. Cause that's a, there's like, there's a big category of that, of like music that I was like trying to, but I would just know a lot about it. So it was like enough to make it seem like I liked them, but mm-hmm. like I could like tell you all their albums and all that kind of stuff. But like, I actually didn't ever listen to it on my own. Right. Were there bands that you liked that you felt like you couldn't admit that you liked? I had a bunch of those. Um, no, I've never had like music shame. I am like, mm. I will tell you whatever. I still have music shame. I think because <laughs> I'm so full of myself and so confident in my opinion that like, if I like a song, then that means it's a, it's a, a, a well-written song. <laughs> right. And it's like a good, that I've, I've, I've discovered that it's good. I, I feel that way so, sort of too, but I have such a hard time defending my shitty musical taste that I'm always just like, I just feel like embarrassed even bringing it up sometimes. Yeah. I'll be surprised. Which is a lot of what this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> Me talking a- about a terrible band I like and then being like, oh boy. Yeah. I, I definitely, back in high school, if 
if I did like a song that was like I first heard it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember it was like I think the first time I heard like a Maroon 5 song actually. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty good. I'm never going to tell anybody that I kind of liked this song. Because at the time it was like, you know, Maroon 5 wasn't like if I told my friends like I heard this band because they were just kind of immediately like like were a big hit. Like, yeah. a big yeah. success. like I think they were on like TRL or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was imme- like that was most of the time. There was a few exceptions like Blink-182 was on TRL and sure. you could admit that you liked them. But a lot of those bands, right, like, was, even if you really liked it, you're yeah. going to be like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um, talking about Maroon 5, I fucking loved the song Sunday Morning. Do you guys yeah. remember that song? That I was don't. a song that I was like, felt like justified them being good. Um, do you guys want to hear a little bit yeah, about it? Actually, Sunday Morning is like, uh, um, there's certain so- like themes on songs that I really liked. And um, that was, this is one of them. This song and No Doubt. So I'll play this and then I'll play the No Doubt song. And they're both like, some of my favorite songs. From and they're both bands. called Sunday Morning. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't the Velvet Underground have a Sunday Morning as well? Yeah, but ooh, I don't like the Velvet Underground. Oh, I love the Velvet Underground. Uh, I felt like they were douchey. No, I love them. But I and did they were also like, like a, a, little a, in high a cool band that I liked that not a lot of people I knew liked in high school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Who Loves the Sun is the only Velvet Underground song I like. I actually really like them like better song. when they're poppy like that, yeah. to be honest. Like, that's my favorite Velvet Underground is when they're like hooks and melodies and stuff well yeah that's the thing is like i don't like the doors but like i love that song where they're like trying to make fun of yeah like, pop music where it's like uh um i'm not gonna play this song anymore because we already started talking okay. about it but because i want to <laughs> talk about no doubt i fucking love let's no talk doubt. about no I'm doubt obsessed with no doubt um, that was my first cd i ever bought really i think kingdom yeah can i play a little yeah, bit please. of it let's guys? do it it's such a good song it's my favorite song we ready it's got a nice build Sounds like the video. I know I've seen the video, but it sounds like you're in your garage, like playing. Yeah. Like, it's just... There's not this, yeah, like, like that like, high-pitched mirror drum, which usually not a fan of. And, like, if I heard this for the first time today, I'm like, oh, I don't like that snare drum. But yeah. it gets a free pass, because at the time, I, like, I don't think I'd even started playing drums yet. And I was just like, yeah, it's perfect. No doubt kind of falls into that, like, Southern Cal happy sort of sounding guitar music you know you called it southern cow i don't know if it's southern cow called southern Southern cow before so california Um, I like this kind of stuff, and I actually... I did, too. Okay, so maybe I'm embarrassed to say that I really like Sublime. I loved Sublime. I still like school. Sublime. I still... Yeah, they they hold up. Kind uh, of. They don't hold up, but they're good. They're, they yeah. have some songs. They don't hold up in a way that you realize how simple all their music is when you listen to it as an adult. I mean, they did not do much on any track. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> listening to... Um, uh, to no doubt reminds me of this artist that I really liked that I listen to this album all the time and I literally don't even remember what it sounds like. Biff Naked. Oh yeah. Uh I had that Biff Naked album. So too. I I Bificus. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. I don't even remember she, what the so the, the single, single was luck, lucky. lucky. We are the lucky ones. Okay. Or that was a single, but wait, didn't she have like not bitch, but oh, I just no. had a moment of weakness. Okay, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, let's listen to that because I I don't remember the song at all. Oh, I I revisited this recently. Not good. Okay. 
I had this album. Lucky Ones is a good song, too. It's like a pretty song. Or Lucky, I guess. This album doesn't even have a million <laughs> yeah, she was not famous. <laughs> it's so funny you brought her up because I don't think I've ever heard anybody. But reference it sounds her. like somebody that was like open for no doubt. Yeah. Her voice is kind of interesting. You never heard this song? Uh-uh. The 99X song. You know, if, were they another band that was like female lead singer, okay. but then everybody else was a dude, or were there was well, it like all? She's like a solo artist, oh, but she okay. had like yeah. a band. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I really like this. I also like. That's I used to listen to. I was obsessed with like headphones and like going outside and listening to stuff. I used to like have one of those like um those like throwback things where you throw a ball at it and it bounces back at you. Oh yeah. Um, Wait, oh, oh yeah. Like yeah. A it took me a second. Yeah. I was called. imagining a ball that you would throw and it like boom. <laughs> and it back played to music. We had a pitch back in our backyard and I would just like put on headphones and CDs and like listen totally. to the whole album and just like throw balls at the pitch back. And like, cause I played softball for a long time mm-hmm. and that was like a thing I did. I had a lot of like just things I did to entertain myself. Cause I was just like, you know, off in the world, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do my own thing uh another thing i actually listened to this recently and i'll just encourage everybody to listen to it we don't have to listen to it now is the soundtrack to clueless yeah i really you're talking about that yeah so the soundtrack to clueless is actually really super good i listened to it recently and i feel like it holds up it's like a really kind of all over the place um you know uh, genre wise but sure. like if there's some like covers in it it just it's it's good. I still really enjoyed it. It even maybe I was like listening to it. There's a Mighty Mighty Boston song, and I was like, I don't mind this song. Um, was it? Is it Where'd You Go? I think <laughs> not uh, the one Mighty Mighty Boston there, song. I think I've heard two Mighty Mighty Boston Where'd songs. Where'd you go? I don't think it was that one. But I was listening to uh, a soundtrack this morning. I was listening to the Vanilla Sky soundtrack. Not quite. Ooh, high that school. was a very popular soundtrack. It was. It was because it's a Cameron Crowe movie, so it's just filled with great music mm-hmm. yeah paul mccartney oh, yeah, red house music painters music. yeah he's okay. a big music guy red house painters yeah. i listened to them in high school yeah yeah so this was all Radiohead, kind of like rems on it it's a great album yeah I, I i you were saying this earlier maybe even off air but soundtracks great soundtracks are really good and soundtracks yeah. were like a really good way in for me too is like uh is is a way that i would be able to you do it's a great way to like discover artists yeah when you're younger and you don't really know or at least i didn't really know a lot of like yeah. hip adult music uh-huh. soundtracks had a lot of like adult artists you know that like you know guys like speaking of Cameron Crowe, like he has a lot of music on there that I'm just like, Oh, or even just a little bit older, like REM or something. Somebody that maybe was mm-hmm. just right over my age group. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I give things a more fair chance now because it's like before, if you found out about a band and you wanted to hear more, you had to kind of take a gamble and buy one album. Right. And then that one album had to be kind of a representation of this entire band's totally. career yeah. until totally. you could afford to buy more albums until you could rip CDs. Old, this is old people problems. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> like, it wasn't really until high school that I could, like, burn CDs. Right. In middle school, it was, like, borrowing CDs. Um, I kind of, like, think about um, my, like, the way that I got into, like, how I got into music into in phases. And there's, like, certain kind of milestones. Um, so I, I think everything we've kind of talked about so far is, like, Little Rudy, 
just discovering the world on our own, listening to the radio, like going and buying CDs, like getting like family influence and this stuff. Um, but the first time I had like outside influence, um, and, and this is where like, you know, the terrible side of me starts to come out, uh, is like, uh, is discovering, um, like alternative music in like a very, like in a more significant way. Cause like other than so like Southern California band, sure. like other than like Bush and like like radio rock and that kind of stuff was right. like um, this, when I first discovered like punk rock and I first right. discovered like there is this entire genre of music that exists completely outside of any sort of mainstream world. Mm -hmm. um, and I got that through, um, I used to go to summer camp every summer for a month and it was an all girls camp and there was a girl named Olivia and she had a cool older sister and Olivia was cool. Like she, we were both like alter, we were like the two like alternative edgy girls. Um, Cause I've always like prided myself on being alternative and edgy, even when I was like 11. And, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and I, um, Cause it's like, I knew, I, I guess it's like, I knew I was different. That was the thing. It's like, cause I had yeah. lots of friends. I'm still friends with those girls these days, but like, I knew I liked different stuff than them. Right. I knew I could like, they couldn't handle horror movies. They couldn't mm. handle scary stories, but like, I was like all about all of it. And, um, and it was like, so for her, it was like, she also was like really into horror movies and that kind of stuff. So she had her sister CDs and she had, she gave me an anti-flag CD and she gave me, um, Punkorama 2. Oh, yeah. I remember and, those Punkorama compilations. Yeah. So, <laughs> Punkorama 2. And I think I remember the first song on Punkorama 2 that, like, I really liked was Code Blue by TSOL. Um, and then there was this really kind of catchy anti flag th song. I think it's like, um, what's the name of the album? Die for the Government. Anti flag. Is that the Henry Rollins one or is that ba Black Flag? That's Black Flag. Black Flag's Henry Oh, Rollins. man. See, here's. Anti flag here, was. Here's elitist me laughing at you for not knowing that well this is also yeah bad like mom and i are like we'll do a music podcast know, and like neither know. of us really know that much about <laughs> music well it's cool eh? we get to teach you something yes thank um, you um so anti-flag is like um is his you name know. justin sane is that yes that yes him? that is i had a solo album of his uh, you played me his solo album i remember that when uh oh, like in I, high school yeah i was That's like weird. giving you a ride I revisited it because I loved that album. I revisited it. This was many, many years before this podcast, but I revisited it once and I was like, holy shit, this is so not good. This oh, is no. so much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> it's like him with like a, a guitar just belting. It's kind of his version of like uh, ver Further Seems Forever, Dashboard Confessional right. or something. Yeah. It's very like raw emotional stuff There's i don't really know anti-flag though weirdly okay so die for the government i had i had a couple i had like their first four albums so up from from uh die for the government um i don't remember that actually i don't think i had this their system doesn't work for you i don't think i had that one um a new kind of army and then underground network those like underground network came out like when i was so it came out in 2001 it was like new and i think i saw them like maybe at like warped Tour or something sure. in middle school, but die for the government. I remember liking, let's see if I would still do that. Um, their song and titles include you do the same die for the government, drink, drink punk, rotten future, <laughs> safe tonight, red, white, and uh, brainwashed. Oh my God. Uh, Davey destroyed the punk scene. Summer squatters go home. Uh, she's my little go-go dancer, police state in the USA, uh, punk by the book, 
fuck police brutality, I'm being watched by the CIA, kill the rich, Normar dead, confused youth, and your daddy was a rich man, something, your daddy's fucking <laughs> dead. It's that Sorry, scroll, I was watching it's scrolling, scroll right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just used a lot of letters. Like, yeah, I'm like, So I remember this is the first time is like, and I remember um, too, I had read an article in um, Rolling Stone around like fifth or sixth grade about anarchists yeah and about this guy who was an anarchist that was like living in trees and like totally. doing his anarchist thing and i was like what is this well you you were just saying uh like when you discover that there's this whole other world of music mm-hmm. such and an like exciting culture. feeling i know I, yeah. I remember it and i got that book um days of war nights of love or days of love nights of war something like that is like this anarchist essay book uh-huh. and i got it around the time i started reading punk or listening to punk rock and i was just like i felt there was like this intelligence level to it too where mm-hmm. you're just like wow this is this is like special and nobody knows about it and, well yeah you know, this yeah. whole other world that nobody's talking about and yeah, it's so exciting at yeah. first, you know? We are like, yeah, like, everybody is just accepting this, like, Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, there are things that are messed up. Like, things are not good. Like, I know enough about the world. Like, I watch MTV and I watch the news. And, like, I know that, like, there are people who are oppressed out there. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and so this begins the, uh, so begins the, like, alternative life of myself. Um, I'd like to play for you guys. Uh, should we listen to your daddy's rich and your daddy's fucking dead, or should we listen to Die for the Governments? Let's what, do what, Die for the Government because okay. you okay. said you you remember that one. In I remember. Particular. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah. So we'll listen to Die for the Government by Anti Flag. Die for your government. Die for your country. That shit. Acapella song. Gotta die, gotta <laughs> die, gotta die for your government. Die for your country. Kind of like shit. trying to do the dead Kennedys thing. He this is what I remember about him in particular is he had the most like affected voice when he was singing like He's doing so much. Not classically trained, <laughs> probably. But, but he's just doing so much with the pronunciation of words, yeah. like with the vowels. It's not bad, though. It's better than his solo stuff. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like if I, I could have definitely gone down a road where like I listened to that like exclusive, like stuff like that, Yeah. where I didn't... Aside from like the soundtrack to like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video yeah. games, yeah, that's kind of where I got my like punk rock like initially, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it was pretty much immediately just like pop punk stuff. Yeah, and then I went that way. I went to the Warp Tour in two thousand and one, and then it was all punk rock. Yeah, from, from then on out, and then like later in high school is actually when I got into like the three eleven and sublime phase. Cause the kids I was hanging out with, like we're all stoners and that's what they listened to. And they were oh, all mellow. I know all those kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the punk rock came first. Yeah. And then the later stuff chilled out. 
I think so too. So yeah, like I'm saying, like this is like you know sixth, seventh grade. I'm hearing this, and I and I'm like I don't get the references yet. Right, like, totally. But, I, but I'm I'm discovering that there is this thing. Right. Um, and also so enters boys, um, and being interested in boys, and um, I you know I always. I I so like I've pretty much always been attracted to people who are smart. It's like the most like the sexiest thing to me is like a smart dude who like knows more than everybody because like that's and like that's what I was looking for. And Mm -hmm. like the punk music kind of attracted that. Right. Yeah. Like those kind of guys who are just like, I know that this is like know it all. It's people who like to talk about. Uh, things that yeah that's that was my experience with like every older punk guy i knew like anybody who was older than me that was listening to punk rock would always like try to impart their wisdom onto me yeah i yeah actually yeah that's probably there's a a lot of that scene going on over the in in the punk rock scene yeah Uh, yeah so it was like but this is like this whole thing i was like never like really into like the full-on punk rock thing where i was like never like i don't like the like dirtiness of it at oh, the yeah. end of the day, it's I'm gross. like, I don't want to date a guy that had like Liberty spikes and like hadn't washed right. his pants and had those like stupid hangy things. I might have thought that aesthetic was cool a little bit, but like, I don't, that was not like what I was trying to get with, but I wanted a guy who like was normal presenting, but also liked all that stuff. Like, yeah, that, so. right. Uh, and that's why I married my husband. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a yeah that's Mason to the to a T. <laughs> and he's not a know-it-all, but he is super smart. Yeah, right. Um, super smart. Yeah. So this is all just about how I got to marry the man of my dreams. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mason. Yeah, shout out to Mason Turner. Um, but but it's it, but it's funny. So it's like, and that kind of got me into this whole world of people who play music because like punk rock shows, whatever. Like right. you you go to a lot of shows. Like I'd go to shows at Swayze's like constantly. So Swayze's was like a music venue that opened up on powder springs road um when i was like 14 or 15 it was just like i would go to any show like it didn't matter what it was i would go to shows i would buy cds from any band that came through town like if my friends bad bands like i would go to their shows and support them like i just wanted to like go see live music Mm -hmm. um and also it was a way to get out of the house like so that's a good social social scene scene. yeah Yeah. for sure um that was like because other than that if you wanted to go to a show it was like you had to go into Atlanta. Yeah, like, yeah, that required parents. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we like I remember it's funny to think about my like friends' parents who would take us to shows. So middle school, like I, I like kind of jumping around here because like going to shows was really more so a high school thing. But like middle school was like make out parties and like listening to music. Uh Mitchell and I went to a lot of the same make out parties, which is really funny. We were talking about that over the weekend. We all socialized with Mitchell Hardage, former guest of the show. Uh, if we had a drinking game you would have to take a shot every, every time. time I think Hardish. he's come yeah. up in almost every episode. <laughs> well, we all know each other. Yeah. So. Um, and he's the coolest. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, Mitchell's great. Like we've always been friends and like, you know, we kind of went through these phases together um, in certain ways. So like in high school, yeah, like in middle school, like, you know, it was like when we kind of all, we got into like jammy stuff, 311 fish sublime. Yeah. Um, I also like listened to like some terrible alternative stuff, like Limp Bizkit and corn and uh fear factory um and those were all kind of like to impress other people but like the punk rock was the thing i really liked Mm -hmm. and like the way that i like kind of explored more music that i liked myself was like getting more into i got really into the dead kennedys which i don't even have to listen to the dead kennedys right now to tell you that i still it holds up they do hold up i still listen to them in the mornings all the time yeah dead kennedys still great still love them they're like the best to me like morning get up get ready music 
such a good way I'm to pump yourself up, uh, yeah. pump yourself up for the day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah uh, hit, hit me with some. I'm gonna Kennedy's. play a California Uber Alice for you. Is this, this a, is so good. Is this a Southern Cal band? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, don't uh, know I think they're actually Maybe. no cow. <laughs> Or no California. New York, maybe even. I don't know. No, I think they're from. I think they're from like San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jello ran for president. The lead singer ran for president. So like in the eighties. Yeah. No, oh, I think no. like two thousand. No, maybe not. Or maybe he went for governor. Bush? He ran for, I think, mayor of San Francisco and maybe governor. Really? Yeah, so this is off Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. I mean, talking about like a good punk textured voice, it is the best. I've heard this song. So I think too, because like you guys were talking about like bad religion and like yeah. pop punk, is yeah. like I never really got into it because like I didn't like things to be like emotional, like in like a uh, um, Pennywise like, was really like that. No effect. Well, no effects was a little bit more fun. They were dumb though. I didn't yeah. like any of I that. I liked a lot of the dumb stuff. No yeah, effects, the like vandals. The that was my Pennywise, yeah. Mill and Colin. Oh yeah. Mill and Colin. I really liked dead milkmen. I don't um, know them. Uh, Dead Milkman is so good. Oh, my God. Uh, so Dead Milkman is like the same kind of thing where they're like, it's it's like dumb, but it's smart. And it's like it's like um, the Dead Kennedys were like, it's like they they I felt like they like got it. Yeah. And it was like interesting. I always like like interesting vocals and like interesting lyrics that are like yeah. about more than just like love and human relationships. Right. Right. Um, right. And so Dead Milkman and, and they like they had like joke songs, but I thought they were super funny. Right. Um, and they had um, Nutrition's a really good song. It's essentially making fun of like it still works today. It's like about like freegans um, hmm. essentially. Uh, but um, they and like uh uh, punk rock girl and um, they have this song called you'll dance to anything and I loved that song and it was really funny because it actually made fun of one of my favorite bands and it, it pretty much made fun of the kind of music I also really liked and I liked that about it I was yeah. like oh look at me I can listen to this band that makes fun of me yeah. right um, but they were like just like funny and dumb they had the song called Dean's Dream or like Bitchin' Camaro that probably be the song you've heard if you've heard anything I feel like I've I've heard some. They're almost dead like milkman. story songs, but they're really funny. Um, so I liked that, and I really liked the Misfits. Oh, I love the Misfits. Love yeah. the Misfits. Because I also really liked Neil Diamond my whole life, and I <laughs> just, like I love like I love Glenn Danzig's voice. I love Neil um, Diamond, too. but I did not like the Sex Pistols, and I did not like the Ramones. I like the Ramones. I did not like the Sex Pistols. I still don't like those. Sex yeah, Pistols. I how does like Mason feel about you not liking the Ramones? I do like the Ramones now. Mason actually taught me to like the Ramones. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why it just what didn't happen. The, for what me. about the Clash? I don't I think they're. The I love Clash. them too. They're the not quite dude. divisive, but sometimes I feel like. I, there's an argument to be made against them, but th- I love their music. But They're like so London good. Calling is so good, and it was also like a little transcendent of punk rock. It was like something yeah, that was totally. Good. I know it's it's they had it's they were like kind of dipping thing. into more genres. Yeah. I think super what they did. What's that? Your phone's dying. My phone is dying. <laughs> Here, let's, guys. let's we let's, can take a break. Let's um, let's uh, do a little. Yeah, let's take a break because uh, when we go from punk rock, we're gonna get we're gonna get sad. Oh, nice, perfect. We'll be right back with my high school iPod. And we're back. All right, welcome back. 
This is not. See, this is my show. I'm sorry. I'm straight up hosting. I'm sorry. I can't help it. No, I love it. I, uh, I'm. I'm a control freak. I have to produce everything. Um. So we were talking about uh, the like punk rock I like and the punk rock I don't like, essentially. Right. And it's kind of like that. I like there's like categories where I like like things that are like noisy and interesting, uh, almost like abrasive, and like things that are like melodic, um, like good voices and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my music taste kind of diverged in a few ways. Um, so I like got into punk rock, and then probably the next big thing that happened to me in my musical life um was at the drive-in oh okay. yeah um Great so band. yeah um at the drive-in uh one arm scissor music video yeah. saw it on mtv and was like what the fuck is this yeah. it was everything i had like i immediately went out and got the album mm-hmm. and i was obsessed and for the longest time if you would have asked me i would have told you that's my favorite band um, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. They, I think they will hold, hold up. I haven't listened I to them in a while. I've listened to the Mars that, Volta that recently, song but in particular still holds up. Yeah. That's yeah. A still a good song. And I was like, pretty much all of their albums I liked. There's not like they had a lot of albums. Wait, did they get back together they recently? Did. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I think they have another. Tord so, because Relationship with Command, they only have like three, they only right. have three like albums. It's right. Like, in Casino Out, Acrobatic, Tenement. Uh, relationship relationship of command, which is like the big album, mm-hmm. and then whatever Inter Alia is, because they went they they turned it into Mars Volta afterwards, right? And I like followed along with that, but like, but relationship of command was like it for me. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um. And so, um, one arm scissor was really good, but like for the longest time, I would say that Arc Arsenal was my favorite song. It's That's... such a strong. So it's the it's the, the first album. It's the first first track off of Relationship of Command. I'll play it. It's like yeah, such a powerful. Say, let's listen to that song. one because everybody knows one. So scissor. don't fade this one in. You've got to just okay, like okay. turn it it's up because it has to, to just start. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. I think it's so it good. holds up. This band holds up, and and I think the Mars Volta similarly. They they do so much. They encompass so much in their music, like melodies and sounds and screaming. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Energy I, wise too. Like I remember seeing videos of them live. Oh yeah, and they're just dancing. Mo- mostly the what's the singer's name? Cedric, Cedric Bixler. Him yeah. and the guitar player were just like crazy. Just like. 
it was impressive that they were could play their parts and still like have the like energy and movement that yeah. they did. Um, well, I, I think also here's the interesting thing. It's like all of this music, all of this is like, I don't think I ever really understood that anyone was ever drunk or high ever. <laughs> um, my parents didn't drink and like, I never really was like that into like drinking or like drugs or anything in high school or like yeah. really like, I would like try things, but only in very, very, very safe sure. environments. Yeah. But like, Drugs was, like, not a part of my, like, experience in high school, really. Like, I kind of stayed away from it. Um, and, like, uh, so <laughs> it's funny when I, like, listen back to music now or I, like, listen to certain bands or, like, know about bands I like. I actually do like a lot of bands that were probably pretty sober, but uh, sure, these yeah. guys definitely did drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, they, I think they, like, like admittedly like smoked crack and like they have like a song about like i think they, their guitarist died of a heroin overdose oh really but yeah they definitely were into some drugs um but i didn't know that yeah um but i just thought it was so it just sounded dangerous and it sounded yeah. energetic and it sounded angry and and it was so good do you think it holds up i mean you personally oh yeah i still i still like that song i don't know if i would say that this whole album holds up yeah because uh, it's like i don't know and, I, and even at the time i think i you know there was like some kind of like slower and some kind of uh, like more experimental songs that like i liked but i don't know i can't think of the last time i listened to this album from beginning sure to end. um they're, they're definitely doing stuff on from more even what we just heard that is almost sounds dated i mean they're they're bringing so much i think of uniqueness to to their music but there there are elements of that song that are like oh yeah that's what people were kind of doing in 2002 2001 or whatever you know yeah and that's kind of the like the like fad genre that like i fell into liking is like post-rock post-punk yeah stuff yeah um i liked a lot of bands that were on um oh now i can't even think not discord maybe well discord's like punk rock bands but what's uh like matador and there's another label from dc that i liked but i liked like and i listened to like q and not you and the dismemberment plan and like all of this stuff that was like kind of like post-punk post-rock um and i and not you and the dismemberment plan i remember they did a lot of like weird time signature kind of things and like i remember uh listening to both of those bands and not necessarily liking them very much, but being like, wow, yeah. like I guess respecting like, they were, whoa, they're, they jump from this. They went from this to this. Well, like, like seamlessly and all, like, so adversely to like the punk rock we were just talking about. These dudes were like decidedly kind of highbrow, you know, I guess intellectual musically, you know, doing yeah. interesting, weird things. Well, and, yeah. Well, it was like, cause there are a lot of bands. Well, they're all kind of like, well, like Q and I you specifically, it was like, um, you know, they're influenced and like produced by like Ian McKay from Fugazi. And like Fugazi was other, like that other kind of thing where it's like, this is again, the part of me where I'm starting to become, you know, elitist. And, right. <laughs> and this is the thing I don't like about myself, but like, that was the kind of music I really liked. It was like, I didn't think that like, I thought that like, I was, I liked people who were taking punk rock in a direction that was like, still really like smart and interesting and challenging and not like dumb fart music. Like I thought no FX was right. Right. Well, also like a part of me, like I've always been really into history and I really like to like learn about things. And these are all bands that have songs that like tell stories and like that, that talk about 
like political issues or like suppressed people or like unknown kind of things. It's like sublime. It's like they had that song about like the LA riots. Yeah. And like that was, I really, like I really liked that about them and it was something that kind of helped me validate why I liked sublime. Sure. And same thing, like, you know, um, you know, they would talk about, um, you know, for at the drive-in they talked a lot about like um immigration and like issues with like mexico and texas and um you know like women being murdered and going missing and all of those kind of things um and then like fugazi right super political and they had a song that was literally about blowing up the place i lived in so hell yeah um they have that song that's like lucky lucky bob marietta and i was like oh my god yes blow it the fuck up (laughs) like you know so that was a a really kind of cool thing to me um and then you know so the music that was like inspired by that is like q and not you and just play and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and that's kind of like the newer and that was music that was like happening while i like it was being made while i was listening to it it was like it was kind of you know, the first time that it was like, oh, there are new albums coming out from an artist I really like. Right. Um, that aren't disappointing me, like Modest Mouse. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, uh, I want to play, uh, I'll play the first track off of No Kill, No Beep Beep by Q and Not You, because I remember really liking this album, but I haven't listened to this in a long time. Yeah, so. that's the one that I... This is a band I never heard of before this moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love this band. So but most we'll of the, this is the type of music I definitely was not cued into in high school. I yeah. Was, this I was, was listening like, to fart music in high school. <laughs> oh, this is, it is discord. So I, okay. I was like, um, but yeah, I like, this was like my, my high school thing. So. And this album is actually a little different than the other two albums. <laughs> you yeah, really bob your head to first time, second time, let's stop this clock. Well, yeah, like this wouldn't have been on the radio. No. People would have been like, oh. time, but, let's stop this clock. Yeah. It is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Is that two singers? Yeah. I think it's a guitar in the face. With their vocals like equal. That's crazy sound. Yeah. I love you. I love the band with two Yeah. For better or worse. I love playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like this is like I mean like I really like this. I feel like this holds up. I feel like this. Yeah. I like it. Like it, in the same way, has elements that are definitely of its time. But oh yeah, yeah. oh and it, as the song goes on and as this album goes on, it goes even more in that way where it's just yeah. like really kind of like dissonant and distorted yeah. and like kind of screamy. Yeah. Um, but the, I, we talked about this a little bit, I think, early on, maybe like the Mitchell or, or Gus ev- or Justin episode, but um, which might come out <laughs> after this episode. But we talked about how like that's kind of missing in in modern music in a lot of ways there's not a lot of like that angry screaming outside of like metal you know mm-hmm. yeah there's not a lot of rage music that's not hip-hop or metal um, well yeah yeah i think i, that, I mean and of course i think it's that's I think all it's to the, say like, that kind i might of, be mm-hmm. not knowing what's out there but i think yeah. it's that like kind of like chasing a good time kind of thing i mean, like like popular mu- popular music is a lot of it is like 
let's go out. We're going to live forever. We're yeah. going to have a good time. And like, yeah. there's still sad songs, I'm sure. But sure. You're like, I think less people are, are trying to, uh, but where where's the rage in like mainstream rock? I mean, even even like ninety nine X music sounded angry. You know, there even even the stuff that was play, being played on the radio had some edge to it. I feel like there's no mm-hmm. edge to yeah. songs anymore. Everything is about going to the club. Like, yeah. Even the rock songs are about like we're gonna live forever. And well, let's listen to the first track from their next album, uh, which is like uh, a little different. I've heard this song. Yeah. What's he spelling? No Soft pyramids? I still have no idea what the song means. What year was this? Uh, 2001. Oh, wow. So, like, also, too, like, this also gets into where I'm like, oh, I don't care about lyrics anymore. Like, I just want them to sound good. Yeah. And so I listen to like a, a, I started listening to a lot of bands that like I don't give a fuck what they're singing about. Like I just want it to be sound cool. Right. And like it kind of reminds me of like the Postal Service or, or that yeah. era, which was I guess a little bit later, I think. But yeah. Like that. So like, and then that's like I felt like that was like a lame, distilled version yeah. of that kind of stuff. Even Death Cab for Cutie is sort of this this like. Yeah. So I think Death Cab for Cutie like starts into like that like divergence of like the things that my friends liked that I thought was so like <laughs> and like not musically interesting and just like emotional like garbage. Right. So it's like um so and you know what's really funny? So we've talked about all of this this whole time and all of this music that I like, but we have not talked about like my A number one favorite band from uh Oh, I'm excited. Uh from then and and to this day, and should, should we guess? We've been building up for <laughs> okay, this yeah. moment. I want you guys to guess because this is like, and it's a thing that's like a band that like I don't, it mystifies me. But anyways. are they like popular? Would we know? You've them? heard of this band. Okay. You've heard this band. You know. would probably I know, what it is. know. What is it? The Smiths. Yes. Ah, and Morrissey. And Morrissey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I think like late middle school, I discovered the Smiths. And it was the same thing. I got Queen is Dead is the first album. And they're another band that like they only really have a couple actually studio albums and the rest is all um like singles collections and stuff. And did like your, they broke up. Did your one of your sisters show you the Smiths? Or? Um no, I think I actually heard the Smiths on ninety nine X. They would on in the afternoons they would play um maybe from my sisters, but um in the afternoons they would play um at noon they would do the like retro hour and they would play like eighties yeah. um kind of you know alternative music and I really liked eighties alternative music and yeah, I was like, gonna say, this... were you into other bands of that yeah sort yeah, of yeah. Genre? so I really liked um like Depeche Mode yeah. and Erasure and um in excess <laughs> Um, I really liked NXS. I really liked, um, the cure Romeo void. Okay. So here's They're the little. weird thing. I didn't like the cure, um, because I thought the cure was emotional garbage. Um, which is really funny because the Smiths are my favorite band. But <laughs> like, um, and I did this weird math in my head where I'm like, Robert Smith doesn't like sing about what he's really like living. Cause I was like, Morrissey is like literally a miserable person to this day and he <laughs> never fucked anybody and he <laughs> like 
really was this like weirdo nobody liked or understood and so he had this like crazy internal life and he kind of sang about history and culture and it was like most of the songs like most of the smith songs were not about him so much or about a person they're like about their their characters in the stories and stuff mm. um he's he's kind of a controversial figure these days too right I mean, yeah like unfortunately kind of he has some kind his... of um I think he uh, called liberals Nazis and yeah, and he has, not that he's a right wing guy either. He's just well, hates. he he's kind of racist. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, yeah, and like also too, yeah, like and me like liking him, and it's like weird because most people who like 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 love Morrissey like love him and everything about sure. him, but it's really his music, and I like right. love. I went to I went to Manchester to go see Morrissey perform live. Wow, that's and, awesome, and it was incredible. But, you know, here it's diff- it's definitely different. Like I've been to tons of his shows here. Um, but it's like a different kind of thing. I think his fans are a lot like me. They're like softer, sensitive souls. Um, also, you know, he's like really popular with, uh, like, uh, now I, I don't know if it's Mexican or Latin American people, but like oh, in, yeah, in, that's I, right. yeah. in, in so California, yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, he has a really big following. And I think it's kind of cause of his voice and the way he sings. Mm-hmm. I was, when um, you were saying that he's kind of racist, that's what I was thinking of was like he has a, I know he does have a lot of de- like Mexican American fans. It's weird. Like no, it's not that he doesn't like. Um, he just says things that are really out of touch and yeah. weird. And Do you think he feels like he needs to be thing. prolific with what he says? Like he's kind of set himself up as this. He's not just like the everyman. Yeah, kind of I mean, thing. he is super self serious, and he always has been. And I kind of like liked that about him. It was like there are a lot of like public figures and things like people I'm really, really interested in that like I would never want to meet or know or spend any time with. And I kind of think they're awful. Like Prince, like I'm obsessed with Prince, but I think Prince was a bad person. Right. And like, I'm obsessed. Like I'm obsessed with Morrissey in a lot of ways. I'm not as obsessed as I used to be, but like, I think he's not a good person. Like I would not want to hang out with him ever period. Yeah. Um, but I loved the Smiths. Let's play. Let's play a Smith song. Okay. I love the Smiths too. I, like, <laughs> can't, okay. I can't decide what song to play. So, um, uh, so maybe. Um, what I was wanna... the first like the one hits. that you were like, "Holy shit, I love the Smiths"? Uh, oh, yeah. I guess this charming man was probably the first song because I had heard "How Soon Is Now," and that's like the weirdest Smith song. It does not sound like the, any of the rest of the. It's song. kind of their like most uh, known song, I would guess too. Yes, like I feel like I heard that song without knowing the Smiths. And then I think were. yeah, this charming man is like the second one, and this yeah. was the song that like made me like get it. So, um, I, I love this song. <laughs> And I get so much shit for liking the Smiths. Like, no, I don't think I ever met anybody who likes the Smiths. Rudy, I love the Smiths. Oh! I do. And I, when I started loving the Smiths was maybe five years ago. <laughs> I never really listened to them until... We would have been friends in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I never really listened to them. And then I I love them now. I, I, I just like the music. It, similarly to sort of The Clash, although The Clash is a little bit more... Um, a little punkier, I guess, but similarly, it's like this really pretty mel- melodic sound that you can just sort of group to. Like, it kind of makes you want to dance, you know? It's like that good bass. I was gonna, and, like, yeah. really melodic guitar. Like, I've heard this song before, and, and I know the Smiths can be a bit divisive amongst people, but like, this is a good, this is a it's fun a good song. It is, yeah. Not, like, it's not difficult at all. I'm, I'm also a sucker for like upbeat songs with sad lyrics. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Bright Eyes on maybe our first episode, the pilot yeah. episode, and uh, they had like a whole album of that that I love, that specific album that was like these upbeat songs that were just all about death. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's definitely something I liked about this. I liked like all of these songs were like telling stories about people that like something dangerous was going to happen to them. Yeah. Or, like life was not great. And it kind of was very reflective of like Manchester where it's a very like industrial area where it's just like yeah. but there's always just this kind of strangeness to all of it this obsession with death this obsession with um, almost like how you present yourself and also kind of too like this like lack of self-seriousness into me that's how I always interpret it I didn't ever feel like I felt like Morrissey knew that he was ridiculous and he knew these songs were silly yeah. and that like this kind of idea of this like tragic you know Oscar Wilde loving man living in this like rough industrial town right. um, and he's into books and all of these right. things but he's like going to like you know whatever like uh, there's a song called uh, sim- I'm going to say how it's said in there but I would never say this word this way but Symmetry Gates uh, it's like a dreaded sunny day so let's go where we're happy and I'll meet you at the Symmetry Gates uh, so uh uh, which is like so funny because I work at a cemetery now and I think about that song all the time. <laughs> and I think about like how excited, like, I don't know if I would have ever like, it, it's hard for me to like envision my like high school self thinking about my adult self and what I would think of me. Um, but I think that I've finally gotten to the point in my life where like my high school self would be like, cool with me yeah. i would like think i was cool future me works at the cemetery yeah future you <laughs> works at a cemetery uh is married to a bass player who's smart and uh finally stopped giving a shit what anybody thinks yeah i love i could talk about this mess of morrissey all day but i like i love them and i still to this day like get shit from people about it like mason doesn't like it doesn't understand it and it blows my mind well i think what when when you were saying like like a you know like an industrial kind of working class town but like i feel like i can't imagine his voice singing like talking about like going to work in a factory or something like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just it's just too sort of like not like angelic but it's a, it's a very like pretty voice but it's like woeful and i loved that yeah about it. and so i really liked that um and then uh i took uh in my uh my interest in dudes uh, took me to a, a place that uh, I I never really. This is like probably the most disassociated I would be, and probably the most embarrassed I would say I was about music I liked. Let's so do now it. We've You're in a safe it. space. Okay, yeah. I finally feel comfortable telling you guys <laughs> um, that in high school I listened to tons of like hardcore. Um, oh, and that is sorry. not hardcore. <laughs> that's uh, my fault. I don't even know what that is. James, just somebody named James. Uh, that's my music because you're playing off my phone. Uh, James is that band. For, they're like a '90s band. They had that song. And she only comes when she's on top. It was like an American Pie, and it's like, yeah, it's like such a common song from like. Oh yeah, 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 late '90s, early 2000s. Just like, Rudy doing that new part movies. was way better yeah. than you going. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> if I took a minute, I, I could probably <laughs> think of the lyrics, but I never want to think about. How's it going? 
while Rudy finds her music. This bed is on fire, fire with passionate yes. love. Absolutely. The neighbors complain. We listened to that the on the way back from fire. Chattanooga. It's a great song. Recently. Yeah. And they're not a bad band. If you like, I think I just have their greatest James. Band. Yeah, they're called James. So. <laughs> I actually never knew that. I always thought that was a Midnight Oil song. So. Uh, um, shows I know. Okay, so um, yeah, so like liking dudes and liking alternative dudes and like being alternative, and I didn't like punk rock and like you guys, uh, <laughs> like you guys specifically, like you boys and like the guys at our high school were all really into like pop punk and like kind of this like very wholesomey kind of stuff. And, um, there was like another high school down the road from us. And I met all of these guys that all listened to hardcore Mm -hmm. and then opened up this new kind of social scene for me. And, um, just another way to get out of my house. They were all older. So they like cars, they were all sober. So I could like tell my mom, like they're all straight edge. So no, like my mom would let me go anywhere. I also was able to like, in high school, go over to these guys' house who are grown, like not grown men. They're like <laughs> 18 to like 20. But anyways, they like all had their own house. They lived down the street for me and I would like could go to like stay over at their house and stuff. So, and I would go to shows and I would like go. And it was like, also like, like the numbers are great for girls there. Cause there's only like, five girls at any um and um you know it was like and then it was also like a lot of like there were like really like pretty girls who were like in the scene and then like tough girls and i kind of found somewhere in the middle where like people would uh, accuse me of being a tough girl but i'd be like no i really like all this other music like i'm only just kind of dipping my toe in this yeah. like i'm like you the weren't different in the type. pit yeah, like I was never in the pit, but I was like, I would, I was like tough, like girl where I'm like, I would stand there and I could stand with my, I still do this at shows because I'll go to shows where people like mosh and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to be close enough, but like, I know how to stand so that I don't get um, like hit um, or pushed over when mm-hmm. people are moshing, um, which is Rudy's tip for everybody. Rudy's show tip for everybody is you stand and you plant your feet. Like you have like a wide stance and you plant your feet and you cross your arms and you're kind of like loose in your midsection and you kind of lock, watch out of the corner of your eye. And if somebody's coming for you, you just kind of like absorb it or you like lean in or you push them back. Like that's if you're like trying to like, you know, be super cool. But I usually wasn't ever trying to be super cool, but I definitely did accidentally get punched in the face two separate times at these shows. But it was like all these guys, they were really nice and like energetic and cool. Yeah. They weren't trying to, punch you in the face no and like the, and the group of people that i met through it i really liked like they were positive and they're fun and it was just like you know the right thing at the right time so mm-hmm. um i liked some of the music like uh but i don't know if i would like it as much these days so uh is, is this like first okay yeah first example would be of a band that like i know like i liked would be uh converge so i'll play oh, just the first song off of jane yeah. doe which was like the album i was the most familiar with here. And that's where it loses me. Versions of hardcore feel, like this, like really, like dark, screamy kind of stuff, and I like that. It's like this. I like Converge, and I like American Nightmare. Um, okay, what do you think? 
Um, I was gonna say this is the part of all hardcore songs where it's like almost like head banging. Yeah. And this is like how, how this is my way in. This kind of tap your foot a little bit. I, yeah, I know, that's, that's how I feel. I had <laughs> so coming up as like like in high school, like going to church and stuff. There was there was a there was a group of the like yeah. church kids that got into like hardcore music, like mostly like straight edge kind of music, and uh, I I never could get into it, and I. I didn't like talk bad about early, but I was just sure. like, I don't, I don't really, this isn't for me. And, but I, I can remember being like riding in cars with, with friends of mine. And there is that, that dynamic where like it starts off kind of hectic yeah. and then it gets into that part. That's a little, has a little more of like a groove to it. Inevitably there's a slow, like breakdown part that happens. And I can remember multiple people on multiple occasions They'd play it, and I'd be like, I don't really like this. And they'd be like, hold on, wait for this part. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then that part would come in, and I'd be like, yeah, I still don't think I like this. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, they're like but hold on, just wait, because it gets really good. Yeah. It was like, I know you like this. and that, um, Dude, uh, it's Pe- just, the people that listen to this kind of music were always trying to get people who didn't listen to this kind yeah. of music into this kind of music. Well, because it was so <laughs> different from like what yeah. it wasn't like. Well, yeah. I like hip hop, or I like right. like punk rock, or whatever. Like it was a. There's definitely a getting it sort of thing yeah. to this, and some people, I mean, not get it makes it sound like there's something that's inherently good about it, or which I'm not meaning. But there's like a a level of just being like, oh, I oh I I'm in, I'm I'm part yeah. of this now. And I think a lot of people just didn't have that. I didn't have it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll speak to that. I, that is like the the getting it yeah. is that like this is very much a like I liked it from a live music aspect. Where like sure, yeah. I didn't necessarily listen like if, if I was gonna put a CD in my car, like I would I would listen to Converge sometimes and like other albums, but like I love to go to the shows because there was an energy to it sure. and the performance of it was really good and it's such like a visceral thing. Like it's actually it's a lot better live. Mm. Um. So I will say like I'm embarrassed that I like this, but I actually really liked. I, like I loved going to the shows and like I really like still kind of like if I'm gonna see a live performance of a band like I still don't mind seeing like I actually saw a band called Champion open up for Fucked Up and they were like kind of like that like mm-hmm. you know early aughts uh, you know hardcore band and I was like and it was funny being there with Mason because I was like you know this is like every band I went to go see but I was like, <laughs> actually really into it like I bought the record I thought it was good nice. I liked it um, another one of those bands I really liked and actually this is like a, like probably like the funnier of all of them was Kids Like Us uh, they have some funny songs uh, one of them is uh, I'll just play it for you guys Box yeah. of Buttholes um, <laughs> off of Out of Control is that them? am I fading up too early? you got it Yeah. I do from the live, the like live show thing. Cause yeah, I can most events that I like to go see, uh, as far as crowd energy wise, like everybody just stood there and yeah. like listen and like you got a head nod. But I remember like hardcore shows, they had like moves that they would do and they, they weren't just like shoving each other in the pit. There right. was like a wind up yeah. and a spin right. kick right. and like. I guess it, it looked cool, I, like, from the outside. Some people were pretty good at it or whatever, but um, it was nothing that I ever really wanted to do. But it was sure. it did have a totally different feel. I moshed in my day. Yeah. By the way, I like this a lot better than Converge. Like, there's something about the type of scream that, like, that Converge 
loud sort of sound. Like I can't get lower, into it. Yeah. Not so much the high. Yeah, I guess so. Honestly, it's kind of cliche to say, but like screaming in general. Well, this is like I don't more like it. Discernible <laughs> you know? vocals. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that it's at least a little bit more like a song. Yeah, in that so way. Because there's like a couple of different types of hardcore bands, but it, like it, you know, it comes out of like Black Flag, yeah. um, and like Gorilla Biscuits, and like all of these kind of. It's like it's it's a, it's a type of punk rock. Sure, yeah. Um, and then some of it went a little more like so converges on the more metal side of things, right? Um, and in the, and it's like you know whatever like between the buried and me and that right, kind of stuff, right. um, or for a time. Yeah, I mean, I had um, friends, at, and you saw bands like this at the Warp Tour and shit all the time too, and yeah. at, at punk shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like Glassjaw and from Autumn right. Nashes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like I liked all that stuff from Autumn Nashes. I know I listened to a lot of it. I don't know if I ever actually liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. always kind of just like, oh, I can kind of see what like parts of it that maybe I would like, but yeah. Well, yeah. yeah looking back now, like there's only two hardcore bands that like stick out in my mind that I'm like, I think I would still like them. So, uh, Kids Like Us, I just, I just played, and then I'm gonna play Comeback Kid. I guess theme here and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if we still like it. So this is off of a turn it around, which is the album I remember. I think I bought this one when I went to go see them. Um, I'll just play the first album song. I remember, but it's like the person, the album art of this is like a guy who's like heart is bleeding and his arms are all bloody. And it's like so very much of that time. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Vocal. That's the other part yeah. of fun thing about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is this is closer to like punk rock. I always feel like the more like punk fans yeah. are hardcore yeah. bands. Yeah. Right. But I went to like every single hardcore band. I feel like drummers of hardcore bands are all really good. Yeah. And it was a thing from early on where I was like, well I can't play that style. <laughs> right. like, so I'm not gonna get really into it. Yeah. Well, also the songs are also short too. Yeah. It's like fun. You just like have this like big experience, and it kind of resets, you know. Um, yeah. I remember like in between songs, there was like a camaraderie of like. Yeah. The people who were doing the dancing were like, like hugs know, and yeah. high fives for sure. Yeah. yeah. Very. It's had a lot. Of, a lot of it had a very kind of positive kind of thing to it. Well, so those things. Is- being knocked over, sorry, but being knocked over and then getting picked back up was always a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. It was when great. you get picked up, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, this, yeah. oh, sweet. Yeah, like anytime I ever got hit at a show, like every dude I know at that show didn't, like, right. you know, go dance harder in that guy's direction. And, like, I felt very safe and very protected being friends with these guys. And they were all very respectful of me. Um, I, there was like, there were some hardcore guys that were like gross, weird dirt bags that were sure. really like took advantage of girls. And I really hated seeing that. But like the group of guys or the same guys you're talking about that are like, I, I think I met them through like going to like a Bible study at like mm-hmm. somebody's house. And, um, and then like, I kind of was like, Oh, I really like all these people. And they really make me feel like safe and happy and positive And like, it's just good. It's not the same kind of, and it's also a bunch of dudes. So like the dynamic is different. Like, um, and I liked, I don't know. I just liked the environment and it was like a kind of nice place to be for a, a person who is going through a time of like, just like not being sure of yourself. Um, and I was like, you know, like, yeah, no competition if you're like one of six girls. And it's like, not that any of those dudes ever liked me or ever actually. It never, I dated like one hardcore guy ever. It never worked out for me. Are you still friends with some of these hardcore guys? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm not like buddy buddies with them, but like, but I still like keep in touch and stuff. Like, um, 
and like you know i'm like happy to see them doing well in their lives and like the, the guys that i actually like really really were close with are like the only guys who are actually like still straight edge and like still into it i would say I, most of the guys that i know that listen to that kind of music still listen to that kind yeah, of music still, like that yeah. is a genre that you get into and you don't come out of i guess stay. yeah yeah i'll yeah i'll see him i'll like see him at certain kinds of shows and stuff and like you know i'm like i'm happy about it right um but it's it, it is it's funny it was definitely but it was like cool to be finally kind of find i guess like a culture i could be a part of right yeah. so it was like seeking that thing or it's like with like punk culture i was like i don't know if i really like all of these people like right and I don't know if it's like the kind of environment I want to be in. And like, there was a lot of different kind of genres of music where it was like the culture and the community was like, not right for me. Sure. Yeah. And so hardcore was like, I guess like a home for me. I just had an emotional breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a common thing in music when you're young too. I mean, I know for me, you, you kind of touched upon how like the, when you discover that sort of other thing and you realize, Oh, there's this whole world. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely like that for p- punk to me. And yeah, I listened to the stupid punk and pop punk even, and like nothing that was like too crazy or edgy, but, yeah. but like when I discovered it, it was, it was so unique and so different than what I had been hearing. And then there was this whole community of people. I remember like the fuck racism thing was big yeah. at the time. Like there was albums like with fuck racism, just like right on the front of them. And, um that was big for me you know and 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 like it was like it felt really special and exciting to be accepted in that kind of a way yeah and to feel like you're like a part of something absolutely yeah but i'm sure too yeah like i mean it's i hardcore wasn't necessarily like on its surface the most embraceive seeming uh environment and it was a pretty like white uh group of people sure. going to the shows and stuff but i think that they they it was that kind of like fuck racism like you know trying to actually be res- like uh, like people who really were like living the ethos and doing those things were right. like that like they would be like you know like you know like fuck skinheads and nazis right. and like all of these people who exist that you like as you get older you actually find out you're like oh my god like there are they're just around yeah skinheads. like there <laughs> yeah. are still like it actually when i first moved to um east atlanta they're like all old now but there was like kind of this generation of like skinheads that still kind of hung around east atlanta and they've all like kind of like died out or gone away and stuff but like yeah but (laughs) yeah and it was like a thing that i was just like i can't believe these people still exist but they do yeah and like i don't know but um but yeah i mean like hardcore was like something that like yeah, I guess I like I'm embarrassed about it, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm like maybe it was good. Like it was all right. Like and they like going to Warp Tour. Like I loved going to Warp Tour. It was super like super fun. Like go to see Andrew WK. That's another. Oh like, yeah. You know, kind of like I just love. I'm surprised we've never talked about Andrew WK on this show. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, actually, so it was a good time. Yeah, uh, Andrew WK was such a great show to go to. Yeah, it was for so real. Fun. Um, but uh, I remember thinking. Andrew WK, because I liked him. Actually, like, before, like, on the way to Swayze's, when we were playing My Friend Wendell shows, me and Mitchell always rode together, and we always Mitchell Hardridge, listened. friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, always, I think he's just Mitchell now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People know. Uh, <laughs> but we would always listen to Andrew WK to get, like, pumped up, which yeah. was, like, yeah. in theory was awesome, but it was, like, if you played a show 
the show would start at like eight. But if you were the band, you had to get there like seven to mm-hmm. like load in. So we would pull up to the parking lot <laughs> after listening to like seven or eight songs and be like, yeah, let's fucking do this. And then we'd have to unload all our stuff and stand around for a while. So all that momentum by the time we actually played was, just, but it was just a fun, like sort of uh tradition of like, we're going to ride together. And even if like, like Chase or like Ben Padgett was like, can we ride with you guys? It's like, yeah, but we're listening to Andrew W. <laughs> yeah, That's the music. not up for discussion. It's what we do. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to spin my, my finger in a circle. <laughs> you know and, how one wraps their yeah. finger around something. I was so, honestly, I was so like, don't <laughs> fucking do it, Muhammad. It's so bitchy. <laughs> It's so, like, bossy, and don't do it. And then I fucking finally was like, well, I'll just, I mean, he'll get it. He's probably going to do it anyway, but he'll just sort of see it and then know what I'm doing. And it fucking went so far off yeah, the rails. I was I was going to. Now, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Rudy, uh, Thank you so much for coming on uh, our podcast, and uh, you 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 have to come back. You, Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah I'd be happy to great. come back because like I like there's still so much other music I listen to. I haven't talked about. Yeah, we need to right. talk about some some hip hop. Some yeah, we didn't some, do any southern rap. Yeah, R and B, hip hop, uh, all uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're a big D'Angelo fan, right? Yeah, Is that I like wrong? D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I would like. Uh, like that's the defining you must have <laughs> you must have mentioned that him once and i'm a big d'angelo fan oh, so i was like okay. cool rudy no, feels think, me yeah no she likes d'angelo, d'angelo too really good <laughs> i do really think uh he's incredible yeah i mean i could talk about music all day but i really enjoy doing this thanks for coming over to my house of and doing yeah. it on my terms thanks for yeah. having us over uh, here and uh do you want to do you have any do you want to promote plug anything any of course Yollywood stuff or anything like that floor Uh, is yours yeah so uh as always uh follow yollywood film festival on uh facebook uh google all the things uh we got southern fried film festival coming up open up submissions for films um but uh we want to see your movies so also, just like go listen to music, hang out with your friends, go to a show. Guys, Yollywood is the best support local art. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're going to be at the Plaza Theater this year, December 5th through the 8th. So come and see us. Talk to me about music. Um, I'll tell yeah. you if I think your <laughs> taste in music sucks or not. You guys usually do a music video blo- uh, block too, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, so boom. Crossover, baby. All right, Muhammad. Anything you wanna? Plug Should I go through the list it? again? No. Well, this don't. is early on. This will be like episode three. Yeah, yeah. Check out. Let's make a podcast with Muhammad T. Joe and friends. It's our uh, other podcast, uh, which I have a guest come on and pitch an idea for a podcast every episode. Rudy's been on. Jay's been on. Uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening to that too. And subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Leave us a review, guys. Yes, that's it. All that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, the theme song was by Marcus. You can find Marcus on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Uh, I want to thank you so very much for listening to this episode. Um, and uh, just, you know, be great to everybody. Be nice. 
Be wonderful. Uh, I and love fuck you school. all. Fuck school. Yeah. And fuck high school. Drop out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. It's time to party. We will party hard. Yeah.